Sisters but not by birth Family but not by DNA David and Adam are two of a kind And they wanna borrow some of your day To talk into your ear holes About midi-chlorians and roller coasters Those two things are unrelated But so are they They're unrelated at birth Like most people who aren't related Unrelated at birth But they're brothers in a brotherly way Now it's time for the phenomenal brother And the golden voice of the South They're brothers from different mothers But they're both really proud To be unrelated at birth Go now? Are we going yeah, now? Right now. Right now. Right now. Do you need a teleprompter like on the State uh, of the Union? I need a teleprompter and I need, hold up, hold up. Hey, I really need to get my timer. Timer? I'm, well, because I, I have to know how long we're going. going. I got it all under control. I, no, 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 no. I like to be self-sufficient. Wow. So were you a Boy Scout growing up? Mm. No, I was not. You just like to be prepared anyway. I was not. I do. Yeah. By the way, I got my Balor Club, my, my Finn Balor t-shirt. Your what? It's wrestling. <laughs> Finn right. Balor. It's wrestling. You, I know you don't know I'm these learning. things. You're but teaching me something new. You're learning. You need to you need to go to a show. You're down there in the land of, of pro wrestling. In the land of pro wrestling. Sounds so flashy. Yes. By the way, when I say down there, I'll go ahead and introduce me you first. first. A phenomenal brother. All the way from the middle of the That's state me. of Florida. The uh, I can't say it. The House of Mouse. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're self-sufficient even in your editing now. Saint. Yep. That's Saint me. Cloud. Yep. And if you're in the Central Florida area, um, check out Bad Boys Detailing. Uh, we're going to have a link with all of their information um, inside the post. I'm going to add it to it after the fact. Also going to drop their stuff in the description of the podcast if you're listening. If you're anywhere in Central Florida and you need a car detailed. Um, my parents, someone just said no sound. Can you guys hear me? Or does someone need to turn their volume up? Well, Papchek said you could have waited 20 minutes. Until what? Uh, I don't know. All right, hang on. Hold, please. Well, here, let me... I can hear. Okay, I can, I can hear. So anyway, if you're in Central Florida, check out Bad Boys Detailing. We're going to put all of their uh, information in the comments and in the link. And um, information. It's like information, but it's not really information. <laughs> so yeah, okay. if you need a car detail, check them out. You saw their little thing on the countdown too, okay. so you can go back and get the number that way. Anyway, introduce yourself now. So are, are they are they bad boys yeah, for life? It's, we it's ain't. Bo, Andrew, and Daniel Jones. In his, no his son's name. Wait, we wait. Ain't. Listen, his name is his son's name is actually Andrew Jones. Yeah. Really? Did he play center field for <laughs> the Atlanta not. Braves? Okay. Wait, Papchek has us on mute while he's watching the State of the Union address? What? He's got us on quiet, he says. Well, anyway, anyway. I, I'm offended. I am. I am the golden voice of the South, the human jukebox, the one, the only Dave Adams. Coming to you live and in living color. I can actually say live and in living color tonight and yeah. mean it 
live and in living color from the top of the state of Alabama all the way from Madison, Alabama. Here where it is a blistering 70 oh, degrees. Aren't you enjoying it? <laughs> I am because but tomorrow's going to be thunderstorms and, the next and that it'll be cold. And, uh, yeah, yeah, then it'll be cold again. Uh, anyway, so What's going on, man? What what's been going on in the life and the world of Adam okay, so Joseph Russell? Says they can hear, but Kyle said he paused head of the class reruns to be here. So let's make this really good. Let's make this super good. Okay, head of the class. Yeah, I'm struggling on that one too. <laughs> I got to be honest. Okay. Enlighten us, okay. Kyle, while we talk. So um, everything's good, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Nothing big happened this weekend. Did, did anything it? big happen this weekend? Anything super? No, I I don't know. I I I had a a super mm-hmm. bowl of cereal this Did this afternoon. I had it was the the brown sugar uh, toasted o- the 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 oatmeal thing. The anyway, it's <laughs> it good, delicious. I like it. it. Is it's great. It's brown sugar flavored. Uh, but anyway, Super Bowl happened for. Reasons, if you follow my Facebook, we're not going to get into <laughs> the halftime show. I do want to say to make this P- PSA, yeah. though. Um, Unrelated Birth is a safe space for opinions. I want to, to get back to how the world was in the 90s and the mm-hmm. 2000s. If you have a differing opinion... Let's go on the agree to disagree discourse instead of the disagree and then sling mud. Okay. Uh, in it on the show, uh, in the chats, it, however we do it, let's make this a place where we can all have opinions and respect each other's opinions without slinging make that. Make social mud. media safe again. Make social media safe again for the left, for the moderates, for the and if right. You, and if you don't even Everybody. identify with any of those, that too. Right. I, <laughs> you know, I, Adam and I have had this discussion. I think we had it last yeah. yesterday. Um, what you hear on here, there, there is a, a slight bit of character play. I mean, in my, there is some time where. The phenomenal brother is Adam Russell, and Adam is the phenomenal brother. But I would say that that a lot of the time it is a little bit turned up to eleven on yeah. the show. And and let's we have to let's be honest, Joe Rogan in the podcasting space. If we don't even turn it up to eleven, right. I mean, he's like a fifteen. <laughs> yeah, and let's let's be honest. I don't think anyone can be as awesome as as I am in real life. So yes. The, the golden voice of the South, the human jukebox. Well, okay, wait. The human jukebox part is real life. But the golden voice of the South thing is kind of a character. A when we get into... Oh, I like See, it. You use a wrestling term. <laughs> when we get into real life stuff and where we have our opinions, we'll pause our, our character and say, hey, this is David Adam coming to you. I, I I want this to be a place where we can all have a, a conversation without people's True. feelings getting hurt. And and if people's feelings are starting to get hurt, please somebody say that before real anger sets in. 
That's that's how all of us should anyway. handle all of our disagreements in life. So, thank you for that PSA. Agree. The more you know. <laughs> Speaking of the more you know, that's a oh, great segue. Really? We didn't even plan it. It is because no, we didn't. NBC used to run those on on during some yeah. football games and everything, and and that gets into commercials. So the the Super Bowl is known for its good commercials. And the last three or four years, they really have been lacking. I think that's that's a fact. Yeah. That's that's as as some people would say, that's a fact, Jack, as they used to say on the Duck Dynasties. Um, but uh, I thought this year the commercials were actually much better than they have been in the past. Um, there was one I think was a clear cut winner. It wasn't a funny one, but it dang daggum made me cry on Super Bowl Sunday. What was that? Oh, the Google, Google yeah. Come on, man. Uh, Google, remember, she liked to yeah, take me dancing. At the same time, though, it's like, <laughs> it's like Google knows everything about you now, even your intimate memories. There's a little bit of that. Like, well, literally, we used to have a Google Mini, like, in every room in our house. And then it gets, like, novelty all the time. Hey, Google, hey, Google, hey, Google, every five seconds. And then it kind of wears off, and you're like, huh, I think I need just maybe one of these. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? But there, there was a part of me that was just like, you know, not Bezos, uh, but Google knows, uh, not Amazon. Google knows everything about you now. So, but I do, right. I do think that was a very interesting application of um, the technology they've got. That someone who might be having an issue or someone who might be having trouble remembering, there's a way you can get around that where they can always have those memories. So I think you know it balances that yeah. line of of privacy and and convenience. You know. But I did, I did like that one a lot. So it let me does. ask you. You say that they weren't good the last four years. What makes right. a good Super Bowl commercial in your mind? To me, it's a staying power type commercial. Uh, there are still commercials that were played five years ago in the Super Bowl. Um, maybe not five years ago, but the, the Doritos time machine one that, that are still played yeah. today. So I, I think a commercial that has staying power... With enough, but what, what just gives it staying power? Of what gives humor. it staying power? What's that magical formula? Because I think if, if as we go down our list here of what we thought was our favorites and some we thought weren't, I don't mm-hmm. know that there's like a consistent theme. But I think it's it's about being. I think the problem in the last four years. I'll answer the question that I asked you by answering first, of course. Um, I think okay. the problem with the last four years is everybody tried so hard to be memorable that it was overly contrived. Right. Because you want yes. something that's memorable, you want something they can walk away with. At the same time, it's not always about uh, your product; it's more about the word of mouth that it generates. Because the things that are going on become almost part of the lexicon of American culture for years after that. You know, um, right? But I think I think that's one thing is it's got to it's got to have staying power in your mind, but not be like over the right. top where you're just like bombarded. And you're like, what the heck was that? On to the next thing, you know. So. And I will say one that is memorable to me are things. What makes it memorable to, memorable to me is, hey, by the way, a friend of mine just joined, Megan Currington Wellborn. Today is her birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Megan. Um, anyway, what makes things memorable to me are ones that you look at and go, what the crap? <laughs> Why you're still yeah. laughing? Good segue to that one is the Rocket Mortgage commercial with. Um, uh, Aquaman. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where he he comes in 
takes his muscles off, and he's this skinny, <laughs> wimpy kid and can't even lift a 50-pound yeah. bar. Uh, I don't think – the only reason I remember it's, it was Rocket Mortgage is because I looked at it a yeah. couple minutes ago. But I don't think we'd remember – Jason Momoa, by the way. I don't think we'd remember that it was Rocket Mortgage. We just remember how crazy well, the commercial was. One of mine um, that, that I actually liked – and I, w- I wouldn't say it's one of my top ones, but it's one that, that we laughed at, um, was the TurboTax one, where they're all doing that weird yeah. dance. Because literally, not, not the day before that, I was in the kitchen, and Aiden turned a song on, and I started dancing like that in the kitchen like to make the kids laugh. And so we were <laughs> laughing at that, but that all people are tax people. All people are tax people. And that's just like, it goes with it. It's not just funny. They found a way to connect it where you remember yeah. who it was and because of that jingle that they did, you know. So, yeah. yeah, that's funny. That's true. So, who anybody in the, yeah, the, the chat over there talking? No idea what Josh Jacobs' story has to do with Kia, but he remembers it was a Kia because it was a memorable story. And then they've also posted an extended, it was one, Josh extended one about him online. Yeah, yeah, really, that's cool. That's neat. That's cool. And it was Josh Jacobs. I mean, we all had a little bit of a uh, a need yeah, exactly. to watch that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> let's just go down. I mean, let's just do like a sure. top five. What were your top five commercials and why? Uh, you want to just do I, I do one, you do one, yeah, type back and forth? All right. We'll start with yours. What was your, your number five my commercial? number five um, was probably the Avocados one. Really? I thought that was no, one of the worst ones. So, as it's again, staying power. And as we're sitting here talking about the formula and we're talking about what makes mm-hmm. a good Super Bowl commercial, I remembered like the little like Avocado Carrier. And then the little like travel yeah. kit and like all the little ways that they did that. I actually think that one was probably one that um, that made us laugh the most. When I really think about like formulaically, um, I, I, it, it, right. it's not up there that high, but it, I think it top five it probably made it overall. Because I, I, okay. I tend to lean towards a little bit more of the funnier commercials than I do the serious commercials anyway. So I do too. So I would put that one up there. Yeah, I think my number five. Just because of what it meant for the pop culture sports mm-hmm. world two days before, Tom Brady being the ultimate uh, yeah. troll, the Hulu yeah. commercial, because he trolled everybody on Thursday posting that picture of him, what looked like walking out of a stadium. Well, it turns out it was Tom Brady being a Hulu commercial. <laughs> and at the end of the Hulu commercial, he says, and guys, I'm not going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So was that him saying, Hey, I'm going I'm not leaving New England or was that him just being Yeah, exactly. Him. We'll see. I just think now that one won't have staying power, but just oh, because yeah. of how of what it meant for the the NFL, I think that was probably one well, of my favorite it's, ones it's, of um, it's what the Mr. Peanut commercial tried to be. They tried to float something out there that was shocking right. and got people's attention. And the question is on Super Bowl Sunday, does it follow through or not? And I'll talk more about that one later when we get to the next category of commercials. <laughs> yeah. Well, what super? What? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, what was number your number four? four Adam? Um, I would probably say TurboTax, the one with the dance. That one made us laugh really hard. Yeah. It, just because, and probably if I hadn't danced like that in the kitchen the other day, I don't know that it would have been as funny. But we had a really good laugh at that, right. and we enjoyed that one. So. And we've already talked about my number four, and this is where yeah. I put Google, just because. I think it truly 
I mean, it showed you. A lot of people think, well, what's Google for? What What are these home yeah. things for? Well, that exactly, shows something yeah. right there. Yep. So okay. that's my number four. What is your number, my number three, three was Google, Mister? So. Okay. Well, my number three uh, is another one that we've already talked about: Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. Because my my two and one are yeah. just perfect. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what's your number two? two? Is the uh, MC Hammer Cheetos can't touch this. Because um, I th- I thought it was funny they did that little teaser where he's sitting at the piano, and then they ended up doing a whole scene during the Super Bowl, like all the different things you wouldn't be able to do. And the baby one was the best, I thought, yeah. because she tried to hand him the baby, and he's like, can't touch this. And she looks at him like, oh, okay, I understand. You know, I thought that was pretty good. Right. Yeah. All right, so my number two. This one's hard for me because this means I have to leave out one of my okay. favorites. Because my number one is it's hands down easily okay. the favorite of all night of all time for me. Maybe one of the top okay. of all time. Um, I, my number two, just because of the character, I love this character on on Saturday Night Live. It's a smart pack from the the Hyundai commercial. Uh, I loved when Rachel Dresch did that no ma at, with with Jimmy Fallon. And then you, you get all the other people in there doing smart pie. You get Big Poppy. You get all that. I okay. love that commercial. All right. What is your number? My number one number is one Groundhog now. Day with Bill Murray. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but to me, I've watched I mean, that movie on. a million that, times, literally a million times. And, and to bring it back and, and to see, you know, Bill Murray's done stuff lately, but the way they reprised everything, they had Ned Ryerson. And they had the man, the, the groundhog yep. guy. All of the stuff was there, and it was just really cool. I thought to uh, to, to see all of it be recreated like that. So, yeah, yeah. Leaving that, that's got to be number one to me. That might be one of yeah. the number ones of yeah. all time. Uh, but we'll get there. I I hate that I had to leave out my Doritos Cool Ranch. Sam I Elliott. I wasn't into that one, man. I really want to see Sam Elliott dance, and I know it really wasn't him. But I, I want I want to see Sam Elliott always be that. You know, but your son loves exactly. that song. I'm tired of hearing it. <laughs> okay, and then Billy Ray that at was the funny. very I'm end. Not dancing. <laughs> that was pretty. Yeah, funny. that was pretty funny. I mean, I, the only thing that would have made it better if he says, "Man, that just breaks my achy breaky <laughs> right. heart." Yeah, yeah, you know, something, something yeah. like so that. Before all right. we talk all time, so those those are our what favorites. was the one that you thought missed the mark? I have two that I want to talk about. That I think missed the mark. Deep thoughts with Dave. I've got one. Yeah, I've got one, and I'm I'm trying to think of how to say this without offending anybody. Uh The secret deodorant commercial. Deodorant commercial. With the where was a a, they was a kick to win the Super Bowl, the crowds cheering. They take the helmets off of the holder and the kicker, and it's two females. Okay, I must have missed that one. Yeah, it was right at the very okay. beginning of the game. Um, the crowd stops applauding for a couple of seconds, and then once they realize what's happened, they start uh, applauding again. I don't think um, that's a bad idea. Really, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, if you really want to nail home that hey, girls can do this too. Blah 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 blah. There shouldn't have been that 
10 second pause before everyone else well, starts cheering again. You really, and then they did. I actually really liked the commercial, and I can't think of her name, um, but the 49ers coach, the offensive coach that is a female, yeah. that drives home the fact that females can do anything they want to do just like anybody else, right? The, it's that, again, it's right. contrived. It's a contrived moment that's not real. And never in, in human reality in sports would you be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that in the Super Bowl, after you've played 18, 19 games, that your kicker and holder were female. It's not even real, you know, and it's right, contrived. Right. That's the kind of stuff that, that, that turns me off from commercials. This has nothing to do with the message. It's the way the message is presented, you know. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, so I would say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save my, <laughs> what I thought was the second worst, so I'm going to go for worst first. Uh, Mr. Peanut. Yeah. They yep. teased this whole Mr. Peanut dies thing. And then he's reborn as a baby that talks like a dolphin. That's trying to be over the top just to be over the top. But are you trying to cash in on the whole Baby Yoda thing, Mr. Peanut? I mean, That's exactly what it was. And then it was even hashtag, what, Baby Peanut or something like that at the end of it? Yeah, come on. You're just trying to cash in on the Baby Yoda thing. So I thought that was dumb. But uh, the one I actually liked the least was the Hyundai commercial. Really? I cannot stand Rachel Dratch, number one. In most of the things she does. But you had Krasinski and Chris Evans in there. And that's all you could do? But it's Boston. But that's all They're you could smart do? Pot. Really? Oh, does it back out too? Yeah, yes. it backs out. Ah, look at it back. Okay, yeah. Eh. Okay, see, I I loved that character that yeah, Rachel no, Dresch totally did. Understand. The whole... I understand your viewpoint. For me, it was just like, eh. yeah. You had Captain America and Jack Ryan, and the best you could do is Boston accents. Wait, 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 wait. Captain America and Jack Ryan? Krasinski plays Jack Ryan. No, no, no. You had Captain America and Jim. Okay, Jim slash Jack Ryan. (laughs) No, Jim. Yeah, he didn't even give us a look at the camera. Like, you know? He should have done that. But, Uh, But if we're going to go with my worst... I'm trying to think of one that just fell about, flat to me. How about if you buy a six-pack of Michelob Ultra, we'll convert farmland somewhere to organic? Well, okay, that yeah, that's that's it. They, they said Mick Ultra yeah. Gold or whatever. It's organic. I'm sorry, but when is beer not organic? It's always <laughs> yeah. hops and barley. You know what they mean that they that they raised the the hop, grew the hops and barley under organic standards. What I didn't understand about it was you're gonna convert a two by three space a two foot by three foot space of farmland to organic for every six pack sold so there's going to be a farmer somewhere that 75 percent of his field is organic and all of a sudden there's this little two by three square where it cuts over to not organic no you're going to go ahead and make a donation to a place that does it so i have a problem with companies that are like if you buy this we'll donate 10 cents per up to a million dollars just go ahead and donate the the million dollars just go ahead and do what you were going to yeah. do because if I only buy six of them, are you only going to donate 60 cents? <laughs> no, you're going to donate a million dollars. Yeah, that's true. So let's just cut the crap. Well, and it's socialism, man. No. It's just socialism. They're going to take a part of someone else's farm. It, it, it's Bernie. It's Bernieism. <laughs> next year, so when Bernie gets elected, next year, and I say that tongue in cheek, but next year, when Bernie's elected, it's going to be Michelob Ultra will take a two by three. <laughs> Two by three square of farmland and give it to the state for every six pack we sell. <laughs> oh, I love it. They're setting it up for next year, boy. So there you go. 
All right, all right. So we we got to do this quick because our time's running out. I mean, look, look, look. Our timer's just ticking away. Hot take. Baby Nut is cashing in on Baby Yoda, who cashed in on Baby Groot. Wow. Ooh. Well, but here's the thing. Disney can't cash in on Disney. I think. (laughs) 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 Have you ever watched Good Morning America? Oh, yes, we can. Yep. That's true. That's true. All right. So quickly, let's go with maybe your top three. No, let's go top five. Top five best Super Bowl commercials of Of all all time. time. All right. From Mm -hmm. five to one, we're just giving them, or are we going to have any analysis? Five to one. Maybe give a a slight analysis. So my five is the Budweiser Frogs. Because for me, you got to put something Budweiser in there. And how many of us for a year after that were going Budweiser? And then everybody copied it and there were t-shirts oh, and the whole thing. We were actually had in the pre-show, we had talked, what about the Was Up commercial? Not a Super Bowl commercial, interestingly enough. It was a Monday Night Football commercial. So Budweiser Frogs, yep. Betty White when she did the Snickers commercial, um, Apple 1984. Because that technically, mm-hmm. and I think in the in the article, I, I was looking at the same link that you were looking at, and it really was the first Super Bowl commercial that kind of pushed the limit and made like a impression on people like that. So it kind of changed the game there. So I've got that one on there. Um, I think Office Linebacker is hilarious, so I have that at number two. And then you can never top Jordan versus Bird for a Big Mac. Can't top it, ever. And yep. I'm sorry, Bill Murray, love you to death. You're going to be, at best, you'll be tied with that one for the rest of time. So Yep. So let's 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 not put any of the twenty nineteen or twenty twenty commercials yep. in there. Uh, I'll say probably my number five. It's not even on this list. Uh, I would put that time travel Doritos commercial because, yeah. like I said, yeah. three four years later, it's That's still true. going That's right true. now. <laughs> Jimmy, you're old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number four, I'd go nineteen eighty four because it did change the game. Uh, number three, this is before I really started watching. TV, I was young, you were young too, uh, was the Wendy's Where's the Beef commercial. Uh, that changed the game too a little bit, I believe. Uh, number number two. Every time you get to two, you this have to debate tough. inside of yourself. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I do. Just because of what this meant to this kid and what it meant to the car and at the time when it came out, I've got to go with the Volkswagen yeah, The Force Kid. In the, in the comments too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my number two. Number one, uh, y- y- Jordan yeah. Bird. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. If we're going to throw some honorable mentions out there, you didn't like this one, but I've got to go the Hey yeah. Kid Catch Coca Cola Mean yeah. Joe Green. Um, you've got to go with the the Old Spice dude, the shower dude. You know, I'm on a horse. That guy was or whatever support. it was. Yeah, yep. Right. Uh, that's on there. Uh, Terry Tate. I, I didn't put yeah. him in my top five. Uh, I'm thinking, looking through some more. There's the uh, the t- Troy Palomalu commercials with his oh, flowing yeah. hair. Um, yeah, there, there's just oh the the E Trade baby that one took off for a while too. Yeah, there was a lot from. Yeah, that it did, but now E Trade's not a big deal. So I mean, there's a lot of good ones. To me, this was one of the first years that the game was actually important because mm-hmm. it was a fun game and not just. Uh, yeah, the commercials outside of outside so, of the halftime show producing several memes of its own. 
I um, my favorite meme was when the 49ers scored with I guess what about just under 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they all took that picture together yeah. in the end zone. And they were all posing like that, and it said this picture was taken moments before disaster struck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say my favorite meme I saw this morning. It said Thursday before the Super Bowl, Richard Sherman said he probably wouldn't go to the White House. Well, Sunday he proved he would not go to the White House. <laughs> that's good. And, and Shakira, Shakira and the Goat. I mean, that's my favorite uh, halftime show meme. If you haven't seen that one, go Google it. Although, <clears throat> although now looking back, what she did was a, a nod oh, no, to her I'm Lebanese saying, culture. No, I'm not heritage. saying what she did was funny in any way, but when you got out in the public eye, you're going to have a meme made about you. And if we can't laugh about stuff, yeah. then we can't laugh about stuff. And let's just, you know, quit the whole thing. I mean, come on. Right. You know, exactly. Exactly. Hey, uh, yeah. Um, do we have. Uh, oh, wait. Carrie just texted me and said, pretty cool. Pop culture in Australia got this exclusive. Did he just send me a pop? Are you, I'm on are you air. reading your text while we're on the air? Him. Oh, okay, let's 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 give this a shout out. Carrie texted me this. All right, so you see this pop? Yeah, barely. It's a a fireman oh, hugging okay. a koala. He said, "Pop culture in Australia got this exclusive. All proceeds go to the brush fire cleanup efforts oh, and cool. animal okay. care." I can get behind that. Yeah, that's cool. I want that Funko there Pop then. Gary, get your boy, get your man on it. I want that <laughs> Funko Pop. Uh, but uh, do you have so let's let's uh, let's transition here, and you know our, our easy yeah. transition is is our Virgil Asa question. It is. I don't. Hey hey what? hey hey hey. I, oh, don't, I don't know. know. You you. Okay. What is Thank money? You. Thank you. No, this one's an, an actual. It'll take you a second to think about it. But Adam and I, after listening to it for about two minutes, figured it out before he finished the question. What entertainment platform came out in 1989? And here are some specs. It had eight kilobytes of internal SRAM. The color palette was four shades of gray. The screen size was 2.6 inches diagonal. The overall dimensions of the platform was 3.5 inches by 5.8 inches by 1.3 inches. That's the question. And I'm going to throw out an extra. Dave asked okay. a question. What game came out because of this? Because of it? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll play. I'll, I'll, I'll hum a little bit. Oh, got it. Yeah. Is that the music from the space shuttle level, or was that? <laughs> yeah, that's the space shuttle level. So obviously, everybody, I think everybody's shouting it out in their speakers now. It was the Game Boy, and I got to say that right, and that was Tetris. That was Tetris. Yeah, I, I still miss the Game Boy. Yep. Even with even with a, Switch. I was more of a Game Gear guy. You were what? Were you really? Game Gear? Sega's Game Gear. I mean, I had the mm-hmm. Game Boy in the case. I had the thing that snapped on the top with a light and a magnifier that flipped down over it. I had all yeah. the stuff, man. That, that yeah. Game Boy was fun. And Blair's Blair's parents actually have her old Game Boy, and it still works. Why is it not in St. Cloud, uh, Florida? We're working on that. <laughs> okay, okay. My watch party is very quiet Everybody, tonight. Well, no the one said State of the Union's on, man. The president is speaking. That's so. true. And we would have we would have delayed if I didn't have AEW tickets. 
enjoy that. But you know, they're coming to Huntsville. Yeah, I'm going to. All right. So the other thing that we're going to talk about is the other Dave geek out thing. Big time. As as y'all know, I'm a sports geek. But one thing that a lot of people might not know is I was raised in a very musical family. I think we had. And well, yeah, okay. I sing. I sing. But not only do I like pop music and, and, and everything like that. I was raised in a family that appreciates the arts. And so I was raised going to dance recitals, but mostly I was also raised going to Broadway shows. And I've always dreamed of being a Broadway singer, a Broadway actor, whatever. I'm just not what you would call a triple threat. I can sing, I can act, I can't <laughs> dance to save my life. Almost. You were I, almost there, Dave. Doggone it. I, I got rhythm, but I, it comes out in my vocal cords and my, my fingers when I play bass guitar, but I can't get my feet to match with my brain yep. with the rhythm. So, most Broadway shows you have to dance. So I, we're gonna do something here, and Adam had a hard time with this because he likes Broadway, but he's not as Broadway yeah, geek as I, I am. I enjoy it thoroughly, but I have not, I haven't, because we're gonna talk about shows we've seen in person. Um, yeah, I, it's I pretty much talk about all the ones I've seen in person, and that, that's not that I'm uncultured. It's just I haven't had the opportunity to see as much as you have. Well, well, well you hear my list though. Mm, don't 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 go down that path quite yet. Okay, so you are going to do your top yes. three my shows, top three, right? And then give a first two out, and you need to do the same. I'm going to make you pick which two. If you had a chance to see three shows, which two would you leave out in the cold? I'm going to make you do it. If I could only see, if I could only see three shows over and over yeah, and over, so and nothing someone else. Someone handed five envelopes to you, and each one of those had four tickets in it, and you could only pick three of those five. Which three would you pick? That's the question here. Well, first off, I would never bring my daughters to a Broadway really? show yet. No, they we'll can't sit still long enough. Okay, then okay. Um, <laughs> And I want to preface my list with these are shows that I have yes. seen myself, not out of movie, not watching YouTube clips, have actually sat in the first or the second row at the Broadway Theater League here in Huntsville or, or seen them in New York or, or whatever. I've seen, gosh, I was trying today to think of how many shows I've seen. Two a year here at least here in Huntsville for the past probably 10 years I've seen in New York one, two, three, five shows. So that's 25. I think I've probably seen upwards of 50 shows. Okay, then. Um, some of them may have been repeats, but I've, I've probably seen upwards of 50 shows. Now, I say this because I'm going to see Hamilton in April. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that... Hamilton will probably be in my top three. But I can't put them in my top three right now. Uh, Carrie just tagged me in a post on Facebook. There's a queue to get in line for oh, that Funko is. Pop. So I'm doing, I'm doing that as I am on. So you're not gonna, right can you now. text me the link too, please? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's for I will a good do that cause. right now. Yeah. It is for a good cause. Okay, anyway, so... And also, after we do our top shows, 
we are going to do what role would you want to play if you had a choice? If someone handed you an open invitation, what, what role would you want yes. to play on Broadway? So, once again, you're only doing three. I've got five. <laughs> but you have to limit oh, the, the roles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So, let's start with your second left out show. That isn't in your. Or do you want to just start with the three and then we'll do the left outs? Because I want to hear your reaction more to my left outs than my three. Okay. So, what is your number three favorite show? My number three favorite, and it's probably ranked as high as it is because it was my first um, actual one (laughs) seeing in New York. And I remember we went to it. um, The guy I went with said he liked it. And it was so eye opening about how different Broadway is than what you expect because of the intimacy of the theater how close things are it's not like dr phillips here where there's eight balconies and 14 mezzanines it's it's you're literally we were first row in the balcony for those seats and we were probably 10 feet 20 feet away from the actors you know so much different experience there than going to the theater anywhere else and um i remember what struck me about it was the irreverence of the humor because it was mel brooks the producers (laughs) Oh, that's it a was great show. Fantastic. I don't think I stopped laughing the whole yep. time. I wasn't crazy about the movie as much. Um, Springtime for <laughs> his love. I, I, the, the whole thing, I yep. think it was just, like I said, you know, irreverent and funny, and the songs were good, and just the whole thing, I enjoyed the whole experience. So I, I don't think the show itself, <clears throat> had it not been the first one, would be in the top three, but the first time really paid off for me. So that's why it sits there. What about you? Okay. My number three show, and this one is on there mainly for, well, twofold. One of the songs in this was sung at my parents' wedding. And it is a adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. Um, the music is amazing. I remember growing up, my parents had a modern people singing. I, mean, I put modern because they're not modern anymore, but modern people singing songs from this and West Side Story. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day. You know, it's it's that. I mean, come on. Who doesn't know the song Maria? Uh Tonight, you know, tonight, tonight. No. You don't know it, really? I'll see my love tonight and for once. You know, you've never no, really no, heard no. that song. Okay. It, it, it's a it's a very cool, it was, it, this is probably the oldest of the of the Broadway okay. shows that I like, uh, that I, that I've, that's on my list. I know it's the yeah. oldest that's on my list. Um, West Side Story. It, it's cool. It, it's one that I've always loved. One of the roles I want to play is on there. It's going to shock you all the roles that I want to play because it's not not roles it's that Maria. you think I'd want to play. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Maria, 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 Maria. Okay, anyway. Um, so my uh, number two then? <clears throat> my friend Carly says, uh, Adam, you need help if you do not know what West oh, Side know, Story I'm is. I'm fully aware of what West Side Story is, but if I heard that song, I definitely can't sing it like Dave's singing it 
I'm fully aware of what West Side Story is. Um, okay. But my number two, I saw it here in Orlando at the Bob Carr, and it was one of the most disappointing theater experiences I think I've ever had. And, and still, and still your number, number two? two. Um, Kyle actually mentioned, you know, the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, that he thinks he's only seen two Broadway shows, Wicked and Stomp, but then a bunch at Alabama Shakespeare Festival and high school field trips. The ASF was in Montgomery. And so Blair and I went, and the reason I asked you earlier, are we talking theater or are we talking Broadway? Because one of my best favorite theater experiences was seeing a lesson before dying in the octagon at the Alabama Shakespeare Festival. Right. Theater in the round, there was no orchestra. It was literally a handful of people playing this out, and you're like five feet away from them. And it was so powerful. When we talked Broadway, though, one of my worst theater experiences was seeing My Fair Lady at the Bob Carr. Really? Because of the sound. I'm shocked that you had that on your list. The stage mics were set up in a way that you could not hear anything. But they actually had mics on the stage, not on the person themselves? And so they would walk over here to this part of the set, and you could hear it, and it was beautiful. And they'd, they'd block off to another part, and you couldn't hardly hear anything. But... <clears throat> that movie, I have probably watched that movie 176,000 <clears throat> times. I love My Fair Lady. Mm-hmm. I love the character of Henry Higgins. Um, Eliza Doolittle, the whole thing, the music, the, the costumes, all of that. It's one of my all-time favorite movies, and I loved the play. It was just the sound wasn't great on that on that one thing. So okay. that's my number two. So my top th- two are by the same book writer and composer <laughs> okay so just going through i will go just go ahead and tell you no I'll, I'll i'll go with my number two i'm not gonna tell you both of them uh my number two <clears throat> and this is i had a very hard time saying one okay. v2 because the pattern <laughs> this, yeah this changes every week pretty much because i'll go on a a, a a rampage of listening to one and then go back. Something else makes me want to go listen to the other one. I'd say, and this is changing right now just because of my reasonings. Number two is fan. I can't believe you changed that. I knew your number one was going to be that. I can't believe you made it number two. You'll understand why when I tell you what my number one is. Um, Phantom of the Opera. First off, Y'all have heard my story about my papa and and when he died my freshman year of college. There's a song in the second half of the show called Wishing You Were Somehow Here Again. And I've seen Phantom four times in the the theater. I own the movie. I I, I listened to the sound. I I studied to the soundtrack. You sang Phantom of the Opera in the Universal Monsters Halloween Horror Nights house. (laughs) Yes, I did. Um, I don't care how often I've heard the song when I'm at work listening to it I have to skip this song because I bawl like a baby because it's I'm going to say the words and not singing hopefully that I don't, so I don't start crying wishing you were somehow here again wishing we never said we never said goodbye uh, try as I may you know, blah 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 why won't the past just die you know please please don't haunt me memories anymore. You know, let me move on with my life type type thing. Um, I'm having to stop yeah. right now because I, I am thinking about it and I see my aunt just joined and I, I know that 
she might say something about it, and yeah. I will start crying when Aunt Barbara says something. So anyway, so we're going to go on. Is... Anyway, but no, no, you haven't said your number one yet. I, I'm not oh, done I'm with sorry. Phantom. Well, uh, we only have 20 minutes left, so. <laughs> I know we do, but the just the 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 richness of the way Andrew Lloyd Webber took a horror movie and made it. Yes, it's a very dark musical, but he made it a just amazing music rich yeah. show. It's it's cool, and that's why I was not scared of that Universal Monsters part. I mean, the Phantom jumped right out in my face. And, and I start talking yeah. to him like, I loved your show. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you seem great. Just because to me, that's not a horror story now. That's yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber. That is Michael Crawford. That's, you know, that is yeah. Phantom of the Opera. I agree with you. So that's okay. my number two. Um, my number one is I don't think anybody who knows me has to even like guess. It's Hamilton. Um, that is yes. a mainstay in our house. The kids know all the songs, the clean versions of them, of course. Um, <laughs> a lot of grunting and <clears throat> yeah, self-editing. But um, but that one for me, I think the thing I love about Hamilton the most is that it is historically accurate. And it brings a lot of people Ish. into a topic that I like to read and talk about a lot. And typically I can't find a kindred spirit that will talk about that with me. But with Hamilton, you actually find a way. I do. <laughs> exactly. I do. Yes, I talk right. history. But Hamilton gives people insight into My something minor. they never would have known about otherwise. And it's the accuracy of it that pushes it over the edge for me. I think the music is catchy. There's a couple of songs I think that, you know, lyrically, I think when you have to write that much content, um, in small moments, it gets a little lazy in some of the wording and phrasing and that kind of stuff. But the fact that it can be that good consistently for that long, not have a low point, like a low lull or a slow part, and and carry the historical accuracy through is what uh, makes it my number one. Yeah. So I just downloaded the uh, the mixtape Hamilton yeah. album. Why did he leave out Valley yeah, Forge? Know, and why did he leave? I, okay, controversially, I understand why he left out number three, the the con, the uh, cabinet yeah, meeting number yeah. three, where he talks about slavery. But both of those, yeah, were amazing. Yep. So anyway, my number one, and I think Adam knew my number one and number two would be interchangeable. Um, <clears throat> number one is Les Mis. I've seen this show countless times. Uh, in fact, I my aunt had a 1989, the original international recording CD, and I think I borrowed that one more times than I can count and listen to it. Um, but the reason this goes on top of Phantom for me, what Sorry. are you watching? Uh, the State of the Union's on. I'm listening to you. Okay. You were looking at anyway, the reason this goes. Text. Give me a break. The reason this goes on top of Phantom for me is because I marked my, my sophomore year in college. We marched the Les, yep. Les Mis show, <clears throat> and it was awesome. <clears throat> it was so cool to get to march this show that I loved so much. I mean, I marched right there where a cannon pop went off on the field. Um, they they start this. You know, if you've never seen Les Mis on Broadway, or if you've never seen Les Mis. 
at, at a touring show, they have a a basically round centerpiece they put in the on the stage, and that is how they change scenes. It was revolutionary in 1989 no when intended. it started. Um, <clears throat> right, French and it, Revolution. And it goes in revolutions because um, it spins. <laughs> right. Uh, so, and and how much Les Mis has has actually infiltrated pop culture. Uh, Sideshow Bob on on uh, Simpsons. His prisoner number is two four six zero one, which is yeah. Jean Valjean. So we actually, this year when we did ah. Goofy's Mystery Tour at, at um, Animal Kingdom, it's a cast member like nighttime scavenger hunt. One one of the, oh, I know. Um, well, not every everybody may not know that. Um, one of the things that uh, okay. that they had for trivia was what was Rocket Raccoon's prisoner number in um, Gardens of the Galaxy, and two four six zero one was one of the the options on that. I thought that was pretty funny. That wasn't no, that it, wasn't though. It. What was it? It was something with a letter and a number. I don't, I don't remember. But just the fact that they had referenced oh, that, okay. too, to your point, it's always kind of there, you know. Yeah. Everybody knows what 24601. You know, who am I? 24601. So Kyle has anyway, a question. Uh, Did the Million Dollar Band play Look Down on Fourth Down before that year, or is that when it started? Okay. That's when it started. I was part of the, the nice. group that started that. Yeah. Look down, Javert, he's standing in his grave. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you got me started. Um, all right. So, two out. This was tough for me. My two out are actually modern okay. shows. So, let's hear yours My, first. Uh, last one out, <clears throat> because we're only doing ones I've seen. <clears throat> or is a Lion King, and I, I enjoyed okay. it. But you know, it's like you've seen the movie, you've seen the Broadway show, you've seen the live action CGI version. It's like okay, you know the story. <clears throat> I liked how they pulled off a lot of the things, um, like them running through the savanna, and when the actors come down the aisles for Circle of Life, and you know, all of that I think was really neat. But um, but again, I mean, I would take the kids to see it, but I don't know that I would proactively go and see it again in the theater. Right. Okay. So my first one out, and this was hard for me because I wanted so hard to put this in my my first ones in because I love this show. I've seen this show twice in Huntsville. Jersey Boys. Okay, yeah. This, the show of, of uh, Frankie Valli yep. and the Four Seasons, it's awesome. I mean, real life, Joe Pesci was part of the the reason that Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons got together. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I know. It, it's, it's just that good of a show. It was a good movie. Christopher Walken played in it. Wow. Um, the original cast. Yeah. The original cast from uh, Jersey Boys on Broadway played in, okay. in the movie. Great movie. Great show. So that was my first left out. What was your second one left so out? So my second one is... I'm not saying it's not a good show. The question here is, what would you go see again if you had the chance? Um, I've seen it mm -hmm. once in New York, and and I saw it once here in Orlando with Blair, and that's Phantom. It's definitely in my top five, but I don't know that I would repeat it. So, and Dave's leaving. So, I guess now we'll move on to the next topic of... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so we're going to talk coin collecting for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 
again, it's like I said, <laughs> Hamilton and My Fair Lady. I would watch those a million times. I want to. I would want to see the producers again, knowing now what Broadway is. Not the movie version either, but the actual stage version. But I've seen Phantom in New York. I've seen it here. I, I don't know. I just we're talking repeatability in our own minds. That's the criteria. So right. there you go. What's your number one out? My number, number two, two out. out. Yeah, is uh, Rock of Ages. Okay, yeah. It's a show about 80s rock, 80s hairband, which for those that don't know, I actually played in a, a 80s hairband cover band in college. What are you laughing at, uh, sir? I, I, 2059. I enjoyed life. hearing you guys, man. I, whenever I think about you in the band, I think about that um, that casino night that we had where you guys yep. played that. Yep. yep, that was fun. That was, fun. That was a lot of fun. <clears throat> that was also the night where my uh, lead guitar player uh, uh, proposed oh, to his wow. wife. Yeah, Brandon proposed awesome. to Laura that night. Uh, but anyway, Rock of Ages. It's just it's that it's that cool '80s hairband vibe <laughs> of music. By the way, if you see me looking down, I am uh, buying that pop. <laughs> uh, I'm on I the website. It. Anyway, so. That is our, our shows. This you say only eight minutes, but we're going to go long today. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is we've got to talk our, our top three, five uh, parts that, that we want to play if we get yeah. the, the choice. So let's go right now with our, with your number three. My number three um, would be George Washington in Hamilton because of the song. The, oh yeah, right. Um, so I can I can make okay, an argument okay. for Aaron Burr because I think Aaron Burr, the moment that makes it one of my favorite moments in, in his character is when they're doing the duel at the end. And he says that this man right. will not make an orphan of my daughter. The way that he portrays that, the original guy from the cast does. Mm-hmm. And then also the whole line about now I'm a villain in your history. Leslie Odom. Yeah, Leslie, Leslie Odom, Odom, Odom like by the, the way. The whole I'm a villain in your history and, you know, he... he he didn't realize until it was too late that he was pushing things too far. That whole storyline, I think, is, is is fantastic. But I, I have to pick George Washington because I think um, Right Hand Man is one of the best songs on the on the whole show. But the the, the yeah. solo he does at the end of um, Teach Him, I think it's One Last Time. And the song that he sings is actually George Washington's farewell speech. It's actual text from yeah. the farewell speech. And again, that historical accuracy is really what pushes it over for me. And that's one of my favorite moments of the show. So I would say George Washington. All right. So my top three, I'm going to go with the same show, different parts. Okay. And and I want you to to remember all of my, my three parts I'm going to talk about, and then you'll see kind okay. of a pattern. My my top three part is King George yep. from Hamilton. So that's your. That's I love your the three? comedic. That's my number three. I love the comedic timing. I love everything he says. You know everything the way he says it. I, I, I you know it's kind of poking fun, but he's like, oh beep, we're gonna lose. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I I love that. I love that. So all right. Your number two part. My number two, uh, mentioned it earlier, would be Henry Higgins and My Fair Lady. Um, Rex Harrison, I think, the way he did it in the movie, love that character, love the way he portrays it. I could honestly watch him do anything. But I think that that character, the arc of that story from, 
not wanting to do it, and then he takes it on as a bet. And then at the end, he actually realizes that he's become, you know, rather fond of of Eliza, and and not not right. anything but purely just that he misses having her around and misses seeing her face. And I just think that's such a interesting way to see that whole relationship evolve. And the way that he did that, I would I would one day wish to replicate that. So I thought of something. Two of your favorite shows have the main heroine as Eliza. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Eliza. <laughs> and Peggy. <laughs> Work. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. So my number two part is, if anybody knows my voice range, and you've probably heard it on the show, of course. By the way, I got the pop. Nice. Um, if anyone knows my voice ranges, I'm a baritone. And one of the most baritone the most famous baritone shows and parts out there is the one, the only yeah. Phantom from yep. Phantom of the Opera. So I, I, in every fiber of my being, wants to play Phantom. I, I just, I, I can't, I don't know if I could, could really get into that yep. part. I, I can I, I have the growl, but I don't have the. It's a big part, man. That's a. Big it is growl, a big yeah. part, and while, and while he's a baritone, he has that one part at the end where he he makes the chandelier go. I've got to get back when I see if I can do it. Um, <laughs> when he makes the chandelier fall, I'm I'm pulling back from the mic so I can. Uh, <sighs> You will curse the day you did not do all that the phantom mask of you. Yeah. You know, he it's that it's that anger. He's he's angry. You know, yeah. 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 I just I don't know if I could scream and sound that good yeah. at the same time. You know. Yeah. So. Anyway. Uh, that's my number two okay. part. And is your number, my number one part? One is uh, is King George. Your number three is my number one. I think that I really? think that the way they portray just the silliness of of the king and how they just poke fun at him, it's almost like going back to to that time and looking at an old political cartoon of the king. Yeah, that's how they would portray yeah. him. But I well, they they put him. But don't they do like a black backdrop and it's just him it's, it's standing the there? I mean, it's the the the. The set never really changes, but it it is definitely right. spotlit on him, and you'll see it in in person. the The way he is dressed is just like holy cow, this is just over the top, you yeah. know. And but I think the thing for me is the the way that he yes he comes out and he sings his part, but when they did our performance, and I would assume it would be most He'll of them, back. is that when you the last song that he sings, he actually interacts a little bit after that. No spoilers, but. He, he interacts a little bit, and the way he does it is is hilarious. But it's just that, like, the, the line of um, the, the way it's written, like a like a '50s and '60s pop love song, you know. And I love you so much right. that I would send a fully armed battalion to kill your friends and family to remind you how much I love you. And it's just so ridiculous. I just love it. It's amazing. <laughs> so that would be my my number one. All right, you Absolutely. ready for my number one? First off, what do you think it would be? I thought it would have been Phantom. Yeah. Really? Uh, Mr. Mistopheles. Uh, no, that's a good one. So have you have you noticed a pattern for these first two? No. Okay. 
Well, then let me, let me. Please. Well, I'm, I'm okay. Well, you'll get it when I tell you this, this, this third one, or my, my first part. This is the part that I would give anything except my family okay. and my faith to, to play anywhere. Javert okay. from Les Mis. Yeah. So now do you see the connection for all three of these? They're all bad guys. <laughs> the heel, like I said earlier. <laughs> yeah, they're all the heel. I, but to me, the part in in Les Mis that 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 yeah. sold this for me was when he, you know, the oh, I'm trying to think how it starts. Valjean, at last we see each other plain, Monsieur Le Maire. You'll wear a different chain. You know, it's that interaction. You know, it's that baritone, I hate you type guy. (laughs) Yes. You like that emotion, those outbursts of emotion and anger. You like that. I do. I do. And and what makes me mad is, is in the movie, they had a great... They could have had a great Javert. Russell Crowe <laughs> sucked. Yeah. His acting was yeah. great. Valjean, at last, we see each other playing. Uh, come yeah. on, yeah. man. He did, he put no yeah, emotion you, in it. To do a role like that, and especially in a in a performance like that, like Les Mis, you almost need like a Hugh Jackman style. Like, you've got to be able to push it from deep to project it out, you know. And I think that's what he was missing. Yeah. That's yeah. what You're I You're loud. Do. You're right. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm one of the few bases. I mean, and I actually have sang in a choir where the choir director said this to me. He said, I have never had a bass who can project and actually has a hard time yeah. pulling back. Because usually the bass is yeah, a quiet just mixes in. sound. But to me, I don't mix. <laughs> so I've actually, okay, so my two left out, and I know you don't have two left out. My two left out are actually tenors. But I, I could, I have the chops where I could do one of them, I know. One of them is actually a face, a good guy. Uh, it's Raul okay. from Phantom. Uh, I, I love that part. It's the innocent yeah. love that he shows for Christine that actually saves her in the end. Um, you know, Raul's, spoiler alert, Raul's willing to to sacrifice himself in the Phantom's lair to just let Christine go. Hey, what's funny, Scott Hooker just joined. Brother Scott, uh, he was my grandmother's music minister when I was growing up. Scott Hooker was one of the ones that gave me my love for go. Broadway. I always did the summer musical at his at his church, my grandmother's church, and he always put me in one of the spots where I could uh, project, and and he pushed me to to learn parts. So Scott, I owe you for a lot of my singing and my awesome. Broadway love. That's great. So there you go. My two parts, like I said. Raul, Phantom, and then the other one, it is a heel, Riff from okay, West Side yeah. Story. Riff is the, the leader of the Jets. 
Uh, and so he is the heel. He's the one wanting Tony to, to stay and not okay. fall in love with Maria. Cool. So, so there you go. Quick before we transition away from Broadway, have you seen the preview for In the Heights? Oh, dude. No. As soon as we're done, you have to Google that. I am so excited okay. about that. And I don't know if it's just because it's Lin-Manuel Miranda or not, and that gives me a bias in that direction, but the way they pulled off that preview, I'm actually really excited about that. Because that, that's one that's one I've I seen in a movie time. one I've seen in a movie theater that I've never seen in person was Chicago, with Richard Gere and, okay. and the way that they did that. I really enjoyed that one too. Um, so there's there's some that Chicago didn't make the list because I tried to limit it to only ones I've seen in the theater. So okay, but Chicago that's, that's good. good. But that's you got to check out the, the the trailer for In the Heights. It looks really good. I have a hard time. So I haven't really seen much of yeah. In the Heights, um, but <clears> I. I like what I've heard of it. I have a hard time watching Rent. Okay. And I've heard some similarities between Rent and In the Heights. Um, yeah. Just. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, so there's there's our Broadway talk. That's something you probably thought you'd <laughs> never hear on a pop culture. Sarah, you joined late. Was a <laughs> uh, podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we talk we Broadway talk all the time now. Literally now. We talk Earth. Earth. Yeah. So so there you go. Adam, if they ha- want to talk Broadway, how would they if call the talk. show? And people voicemail like your father exactly. does every week with our voice question. So if you want to give the show a shout and ask a question, or give your opinion about Super Bowl commercials or Broadway shows, numismatism, Funko Pops. What else have we talked about this week, Dave? Uh, anything Everything. that you want to talk about, 650-UAB-SHOW. You'll hear a brief little intro and then the beep. Leave a message after the beep. We will play it on the show. We'll talk about it, and everyone will know your opinion. Still waiting there on you, Sherry. But. And we... I understand. Yeah, she, Sherry hasn't joined our live she feed. She joined. She's in the main one. I said hey to her. Oh. She's here. Okay, okay. Okay. Hi, Sherry. You're not in my watch party this week, and that, oh. that makes me sad. I'm surprised anyway. when you said hey, okay. Sherry, you so, didn't jump into a Jersey Boys reference. But. Sherry. You're welcome, everybody. Hi, Sherry, <laughs> Sherry. So, cool Uh-oh. story about this. and. So I had just seen Jersey Boys for the first time two weeks before Ellie was born. Uh, by the way, my friend Sarah says, uh, my daughter's dance teacher, her daughter just finished doing a traveling Phantom of the Opera show. Sarah, what part did she play? Dave's totally jealous. Dave has I'm jealous. <laughs> yes, I do. Anyway, so so back to my story. Uh, you know, we my first daughter was born, Ellie. And, and she cried all through the night. And the other was only two things that stopped her from crying that first night. Both of them was me singing. Uh, but I would, because I would, I used to sing to Amanda's mm-hmm. belly. I mean, every every father yeah. does something like that. Uh, but I used to sing to, uh, she was one of the ballet dancers. Oh. That's cool, Sarah. I used, I used to sing to Ellie, Ellie when she was in, in, in utero. Uh, you like that official birth term? I did term? like that. Did you sing her Nirvana songs while she was in utero? Okay. No. Wow, she was the first understudy for Meg. Holy crap, oh, Sarah Malt, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> anyway, um, but so there's only two songs that would get Ellie to be quiet. 
I would sing to her Phantom of the Opera because that's one thing that I used yeah. to always play for. And then I would really quietly go, Ellie, Ellie, baby, Ellie, Ellie, baby, Ellie, baby. And, and she'd stop and, and listen for a second. And then, then she'd start crying again and go, Big girls, they don't cry. They don't cry. You know, so it was it was that Jersey Boys thing that that was there was just two things that got Ellie to stop crying. That first night in the hospital was me singing to her. So, uh, but anyway, that train of thought, (laughs) and we're good in there. Okay, so if you want to get hold of the show on the socials, we are. I'm at dadams419. He is at Runtime Run. The show on the Twitters is at Not Related Bros. Please give the show a follow. We are trying to get more of a social media footprint because the more social media footprint you get, the more people realize who we are, and the more the show gets yeah. shared and, we'll and, and all follow, that fun stuff. Oh, we we do. Um, in fact, I, I did one thing just on on my Twitter, and I, I think I tagged you in this. Uh, Dale Jr. posted something a couple <laughs> yeah. days ago. Uh, somebody posted a Ford truck that was owned by his dad. And notice I said Ford yeah. truck. They had the title, and Dale Jr. posted said, "Oh yeah, 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 this is my dad's truck." And I I, I tweeted, "Wait, senior owned a Ford? My whole life is a lie, and it's gotten." A ton oh, yeah. of retweets oh, yeah. and likes. <laughs> so I, I'm going. We're going to start doing a lot more from the unrelated, the not related bros uh, Twitter. Uh, also, please tell your friends about the show. Like us on Facebook. Like us on on Instagram. Unrelated birth, run tide run. D Adams four one nine. Give us a rating on iTunes, on Stitcher, Spotify. However you want to do it. The more people that give us ratings on Facebook, you know, your wife gave us a, a five, five out of five on Facebook. The more ratings we get, the more people interacting with the show on a podcast app, the more that, what's the word you use? Aggregator or, Aggreg- or aggregator. Aggregator. Yes. The more the aggregators will it's start. connected. Like, yeah, follow, we'll start share, review. It's all random connected. people. Yeah. yeah, like, follow, share, re- <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, we will, uh, we've been promising this the last couple of weeks, but I'm going to say this now. This week, we will have a poll on the group and on the main page on Facebook about Patreon. There's there's a couple of options Adam and I have been throwing around. We will have a poll out there to vote which one you would be most likely to do on patreon if you want to do patreon you don't have to we don't want to pressure you this is just something that we're thinking we could do to make the yep. podcast better none of the money would go directly into mine and adam's pocket it would go directly back into well, the it's podcast time to invest. it's time to put together all the things that we would have always liked to do we we can we can yep. do a lot more and i think i'm excited about that i think the 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 comic-con was just the start of you know that that growth that we've always talked about and how we actually get ourselves out there so it's an exciting time yeah sure yep it is uh speaking of exciting time unfortunately this is not an exciting time guys 
to borrow one of Adam's employer's phrases, now it's time to say goodbye to all our unrelated at birth family. D A V E. The golden voice of the film. Phenomenal brother. We'll see you later next week. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we love y'all. We will talk to y'all next week here on the next Unrelated at Birth. Live feed every Tuesday night at 8.30. Come join us. Adam, what you got? Uh, I I did not know he was going to do that, everybody. I'm I'm for clipped. I'm caught off guard. Um, (laughs) Kyle asked if we're going to hire a full-time audio production engineer. Do you have a resume, Kyle? Are you interested? Anyway, yeah, everything Dave said, everything he sang, I won't repeat the song. But uh, we love you guys, but not as much as Jesus does. We hope you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next Tuesday.